This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, tattling. Plus, Biz and Teresa are going to tell that it's the Max Fun Drive. And we talk to the awesome Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Woo! It's the week of best shows. Next week will be two. Actually, all our shows are pretty good. But I'm not even going to ask Teresa how she is. Because I I, know how she is. I'm obviously amazing today, Biz. That's right. This is what we do it for. We do it for the Max Fun Drive. Yeah, you guys. Come on. Get on the boat. (laughs) Guys, what is the Max Fun Drive? Asks some of our new listeners. Biz, why don't I tell you what the Max Fun Drive is? Please. Uh, So all of the shows on the Maximum Fun Network, just like One Bad Mother, are listener supported. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. We make this show through the support of small monthly contributions from listeners like you. Um, So basically, all year round, there are lots of fun, awesome ways to support what we do here at One Bad Mother. Um, But this time of year, it happens once a year, is the Max Fun Drive. And it is a time of year that we ask you to support what we do in a very specific, particular way. And that is become a member of MaximumFun.org by supporting this show with a monthly contribution As low as $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month, you can pick an amount that is right for you, and your support makes this show happen all year round. Because Max Fun Drive is such a specific time of year in the Max Fun community, it is a time with all kind of amazing, fun things happening that we are going to talk about throughout the show today. But there are special meetups. There are special giveaways. There are special things you get when you become a new or upgrading member. And there are going to be some very specific one bad mother things that we are going to do. Stuff. Stuff. We're doing some stuff. We're going to do some stuff to get you excited about Max Fun Drive. Yeah, guys, we're not just going to show up and do the same old rigmarole and say, this time we want you to pay us for it. No, we're going to make it really special and really fun. I want a new podcast called Rigmarole. Yeah. Actually, somebody recently on Twitter has inspired me. Maybe I should just do a whole podcast where I talk about how much I fucking hate blondies and how they're not cake. Um, guys, this is also, Max Fun Drive is also a time uh, for us to really celebrate cake parenting. Oh, yeah. It's going to be rolled out in a big way for the Max Fun Drive. It's a bit of a theme for us this year. I I think it is. So just to recap, if you're already a member, that's fantastic. Thank you you. so much. You can upgrade your membership if you want during the Max Fun Drive. If you do, you will get great gifts. Yep. And the way to become a new member or an upgrading member of MaximumFun.org is go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Teresa. Yes. I love it when you tattle on Max Fun Drive, <laughs> which is a nice segue into what we are going to talk about today, which is tattling. 
please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Perhaps what has been working well in our recent shows is defining what we're talking about. And I feel like tattling probably needs no definition, but for fun, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Great. I think tattling is where you're a rat bastard. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're a snitch. You're no good. You're out of the family. (laughs) Tattling is where... Because tattling is, a, mm. it's not, you're not telling on, well, I guess you are telling on someone. Tattling has that bleh mm-hmm. thing. You're a tattletale. It's, there's a negative connotation mm-hmm. to making sure an authority figure knows mm-hmm. that somebody is not doing what they're supposed to be doing or is doing something bad or generally is not towing the line. I am making this sound a lot worse and much more authoritarian. It's but, like you're trying to get someone else in trouble. Is that it? Is it that you're trying, there's something think bad? It has to be. Okay. Well, I I mean, we're going to explore this. Yeah, let's explore it because I think that if you're telling on someone because you're worried that someone's going to get hurt, or you know, some or some other reason, you know, it seems like that wouldn't we wouldn't consider that tattling. No one would consider that tattling. Yeah, yeah. The only time I think we say tattling is if we feel like there's some reason. (laughs) Well, or, I don't know if it's bullshit, right. but like if you feel like there's some reason that the person is telling on someone else mm. that is not, that is more just to get them in trouble, right? Right. Like yeah, right. No, okay, okay. I see this. I think this is, these are good starting places for for tattling. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, that's interesting that you're saying it's with the specific purpose of getting someone in trouble. I I feel there's also a little bit of wanting attention. Oh yeah, for like being I'm so great. Great. Yeah, yeah. Right? I noticed that a rule was being broken. And yeah. I just realized. Yeah, I, get that. I just got like yeah. flashback when I was saying at the beginning. Oh, yeah, and tattling. That's a negative thing. Uh, I am a child of uh, the '70s and '80s, mm-hmm. uh, and what was okay in school back then. And yeah. I just remember in third grade we had teachers who would if you or tattletale, mm-hmm. you had to wear a tail. Oh, my <laughs> We all turned out all right. Wow. I know. It is just like. Wow. <laughs> and there was something about like, the ears. Shame. You also had to wear ears for something else. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. I'm a functioning human being. Okay. Let's see if I can unload some deeply buried you know, guilt yeah. and shame that I yeah. may have been carrying this entire time about tattling. All right. I think there's really just one core thing I kind of want to get at yeah, with yeah. this today. Yeah. There'll be some sidelines of how we feel about tattling, but yeah. really it's this, how do we help our kids navigate the difference between tattling mm-hmm. and when it's okay to let someone know that something, someone's in trouble mm. or they're in trouble yeah. or something bad is Telling. happening. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I have spent, you know, years with Katie Bell, 
you know, as soon as she could listen, and I do it with Ellis too, saying things like, oh, remember, if anybody ever tells you not to tell your mama or papa, you run to tell them, right? Yeah. If somebody, if you're seeing somebody be really hurtful to someone else, if somebody's hurting someone, if somebody is saying something that's making them cry, mm-hmm. like if somebody needs help, mm-hmm. you want to tell an adult, mm-hmm. Okay, and I've got a million and, you know, now with the way our world works, I'm already having conversations with Katie Bell where I'm like, oh, hey, if somebody says they have a gun or uh, they're going to bring one to school or they're going to show some or they can see one whenever they want, tell me. Mm-hmm. Right. Or tell a teacher. OK, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I want her and Ellis to know <laughs> what I consider identifiable offenses right. that need that warrants it. Yeah. This and is so much like the bragging conversation. It is. I'm sorry. Because yeah. it's like, it's so just subtle. It and it's so subjective. Correct. Because then we've been doing this this whole yeah. time. And now we are like in second and third grade. And again, this just seems to be prime time for stuff to start like, you really start seeing this stuff play out. Third mm-hmm. grade, sit down, buggle up, tune in. <laughs> Katie Bell will come home with these. Like, okay. Let me go back a little bit. In okay. kinder, I can remember hearing the teacher come into a class and being like, some kids just wandered up and said, so-and-so's eating their boogers. Or like, yeah. so-and-so's chair is hitting me or whatever. Yeah. And the teacher's like, go work it out. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Fielding the, like, sort of innocuous right. reasons for people to, little kids to need help. Mm-hmm. But Katie Bell will come home and say something like, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so were not letting me play with them. So mm-hmm. I told them. That. Mm-hmm. Or so-and-so called so-and-so, you know, like took their pa- I don't, like little, but I consider very little, minor offenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, and my initial reaction is, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my initial reaction is, and like I find Why my, did you tell somebody? Why did you tell yeah. somebody? And like, yeah. I've gotten better at catching myself, but I mm-hmm. know the first few times she came up and reported things that she had told on mm-hmm. to the teacher, my thoughts were, why, who cares? This is not <laughs> like, you're going to turn into a kid who's like, yeah, like, this is not a good, yeah. you're not. This isn't a good, like, pattern for you to follow. It's not a good use of yeah. your, like, yeah, energy. It is, yeah. I'm going to say it. It's a little annoying for the teacher. Yeah. yeah. Right? She can't deal. Yeah. Well, and you're probably also thinking socially for her. Yeah. Does it are the kids going to start seeing her as just this kid who goes and like runs to the teacher? Right. Like, so yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. like the running to the teacher. Yeah. Over every little thing. Yeah. When I do think lots of times kids can need that ability to work things out. Yeah. And also, I I because I have witnessed it mm-hmm. in the schools, kids are just trying stuff out. They, and are, they are trying playing, a lot They of are things. playing within two seconds. Yes. And then they yes. are not like, yeah. those words right. do not carry the weight right, right now. Right. right. You know, this yeah. is not repetitive bullying that we're seeing. This right. is yeah, it's like the porn. It's like the bragging. You know yeah. it when you see it. Right? Yeah. You see it. And then she comes home another day and she's like, some kids are in the going into the bathroom and writing "fuck you" on the mirror mm-hmm. with soap, and I'm like, "Well, did you see them? Did yeah. you see them?" And she's like, "No, but we told." And I was yeah. like, eh, "Okay." Like, a lot yeah. of times, I just say like, "Okay." Yeah. Now all the good stuff that I hear going through our school, I'm like, "Did you hear about that? Did you see it?" Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. "No, I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, right. "Come on, yeah, that's good juicy stuff I want to know about." Right. Um. So. When I catch myself saying to her or wanting to say to her, don't tell on that. Mm-hmm. That's not something 
you need to report. Mm-hmm. I also don't want to untrain her from reporting. It's like when one of my old cats used to like scratch the. I basically detrained my cat in the litter box because they did an annoying thing and I would always yell at the cat and then mm. the cat was like, fine, I've used this litter box for three years, but now I'm going to shit on your floor. Oh, right. And I was wow. like, I don't want to detrain my kids. Right, right, right. I need her to be yeah. okay reporting the big things. And I need her to Especially be able to identify. Especially until she knows the I, diff. I yeah, know. So I feel like, yeah. you know the diff? Yeah. So anyway, that's my, like, that's where we are with yeah. Tadlane right now. Yeah. I mean, because there's, like, that four-year-old Tadlane, like, Ellis. You know, like, right. she hit me. Yeah. And you're like, mm. Yeah, I feel like, well, I feel like definitely when they're younger, like the four-year-olds and stuff, like they they tend to, what they're doing is less tattling and more asking for help. Yeah, I think And yeah. like, I think that that is also a different kind of, it's like, it, there's also, it, they shouldn't necessarily always ask for help because there's some things they can probably work out. Right. Um, but a lot of times they're asking for just somebody to facilitate mm. them working out a problem with another kid, like a conflict. Right with another kid but yeah like getting getting up um closer to katie bell's age you know gracie's six and a half and she's in first grade and i'm definitely seeing more like reports yeah reports. like just like i saw this person yeah. doing blah 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 <laughs> and it's like great and it, like it in our situ in our house it's playing out more where like gracie's like reporting on something oscar's doing right. and i'm just like okay like okay I bet you can, if there's a problem, I bet you can, like, handle it. Or otherwise, who cares? Right! You know, who cares? And, like, what I was saying to you before we came in here today is, like, I wonder how much of this, like, for example, we were at this, like, Easter party at a friend's house yesterday. And um, this friend of ours who's, like, a dad of two young kids, and he's just, like, he's, like, her. his wife describes him as, like, the kid whisperer. He's just, yeah. like, super fun and funny and, like, can bring any kid out of their shell and, like, just, like, such an awesome parent. But I, I totally overheard him saying to a kid who came up and said, like, so-and-so told the other kid to put my head into the hammock or something. Right. And he was like, well, you each broke a rule because one of you tattled and one of you did blah, blah, blah. And, oh. like, the, the tattle, we're, tattling is against the rules in our house and this other thing is also against the rules. Yeah. So we each broke a rule, so it's all even, so bye. Like, he was basically <laughs> like... And I, was, I thought that was so interesting because... And, like, fair. Yeah. Because he was doing what I sometimes feel like, which is, like, why are you bringing this to me right now? Right. Like, this is not... You're fine. I can... Like, that sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. But... But your head is, in fact, not in a hammock right, right now. Right, exactly. Like, these were words that yeah. were said. And th- this, these were, like, probably eight- or nine-year-old kids. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so then tell them not to do that, I yeah. guess. Do you need me to tell you to tell them not to? Right. Like, it's kind of like... But, on the other hand... <laughs> I know! Yeah, it's like that annoyance factor. Yeah. But, like, on the other hand... Yeah, I <laughs> just... there's At this gut level, yeah. I'm not okay with telling my kids not to tattle. I don't know if it's know. just like my own personal history of like sure. like whatever that brings up for me from my childhood which like it's vague, it's not specific, but it's right. just like an icky feeling, like it's yeah. a shameful feeling, like the tail or whatever. Right, right, right. But like it's it's not just that. It's like it's something like, well, I guess they're just asking for help. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a way it's like That is a really good way to put it. This is you're so good. That's so nice. <laughs> it is. Because 
this goes back to something we've discussed a lot. And the interesting thing about doing a show like this for five years is we've publicly been talking about sort of these developmental stages and how I just am sometimes very oblivious Mm -hmm. to them and to think about tattling in the frame of they need help Mm -hmm. makes 100% sense to me now that you have said it. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, as they get older, where is the line where where they need to be doing this on their own a little bit? But then on top of that, there's the level of, but I don't want to just send my child into danger or feeling like she or he has no help because I've said... The door is shut. So, well, like, like when I hear the, like, I, I totally get the, like, no tattling as a rule. Uh-huh. If it's, but I also am like, but are my kids at a place where they can figure out what that means yeah. yet? Yeah. Again, the navigating. Well, it is the navigating. And I also think that, like, when we say they need help, that could mean lots of different things. Right. Like, if we think if we think about, like, the situation with, like, the fuck you on the yeah. mirror, like, in a way, Katie Bell is asking you for help because she's trying to make sense of that. I know. Like, it's not even, I, I think she's not even doing that, like, I'm so great. I wouldn't no, do I that agree. or any or like trying to get anyone in trouble necessarily. It's like she's like th- maybe thinking to herself like why would someone do, do that? This. And like shouldn't we not have that happen? And like why you know like I she's kind of like in a way asking for help too. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to answer I don't know that how to sometimes because part yeah. of me is like Oh, but I, I, but even just processing it with her, like, wow, I mean, that seems like it would help. Yeah, yeah. No, we we talked about it on some, uh, and I didn't say like, don't tell on that. I'm pretty sure I went somewhere like, it sounds like people were trying something out. Yeah, you know, like they've learned these words and they're writing it to see what kind of reaction they can get. Yeah, it's not something that is helpful or we want to do. Right, you know what I mean? Like, it's. Yeah, I, it's just one of those ones where it triggers something in me when I hear them tattling mm-hmm. by definition of how we set that up to begin with, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm not sure what the benefit is to my children when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying. Yeah. And I have no real response. And the not wanting to teach my kids to stop shitting in the litter box, right? Like, <laughs> right. I just, right. like, and I feel like, as I'm trying to help them navigate what those things are, yeah, I feel like there's a bigger piece of the puzzle that I probably should be looking at, which is how am I supposed to navigate this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what do I need to be comfortable with in terms of being something that's being told to me? Like, right. you know, I yeah. mean, like, there's going to come a day where there's a good chance they're not going to want to tell me anything. Right. And they're really going to be out there trying yeah. to do this stuff on their own. And that is both wonderful for them and terrifying, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I know that as a reasonable adult, these are things they need to go through and navigate and figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, ugh, we do this with everything. It's not just the tally. There's like a million things where I'm like, oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then later I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said stop on yeah. that one. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, wait, I don't want them to stop exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. want them to have 44 years of experience. Right. <laughs> already logged in by eight years old. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. So, like, one other thing I was trying to think of, like, how to make sense of, like, what we, like, how we want to explain to our kids, like, Mm. what is worthy of being told and what isn't. 
The only thing I can like compare it to is like the idea of, so if we start from the place of it's everyone's job in the community to keep everyone safe yes. in the community, okay, right. then is something happening that like is your job to like prevent mm. or like stop? Like right. is somebody, is basically, is somebody potentially getting hurt? Right. And then next step, like, if so, do you need help with that? Is it, mm. like, beyond what you're able to do? Like, right. is this your job and is it more than you can handle in your job? Right. Right? Yeah. No, like, this makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, again, I don't know yeah. what that... Well, this goes back, it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning, where it's like, there are definable things I'm trying to give them as examples, Yeah, right? Like, these are things you may come in contact. These are things that you might hear people say, uh-huh. and these are things you might see people do, uh-huh. and if you if either of those Wait, things happen. I'm sorry, that just really makes me imagine <laughs> you sitting there, like, listing off possible. You know I do. You, do you really? I do. Guys, who, how long have you been listening to the show? Okay. I've you, been like. So, so are you like, th- somebody might talk about, like. Yeah, we talk about stuff. We I have flat out had that conversation about guns with Katie Bell. Well, I and I have, I have also thing, yeah. no, I do, I do talk specifics. Like okay. I do think we were raised the same way. If somebody tells you not to tell your mama or oh, papa, yeah. you tell us. Yeah, yeah. But I'll say like, if somebody's physically pushing somebody at school. Yeah. Right. Like if somebody. There's, I've seen kids, like we talk about it, like we've seen kids like kind of play fight or like mm-hmm. play, but if at any point in time, one of those people seems really uncomfortable and no longer enjoying it, you come tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, my directions to her are, let me know, let somebody, I'll, I'll say, look, if you ever think a friend is, you know, being hurt, mm-hmm. uh, come let me know, mm-hmm. right? Or if you ever see anything that you think is dangerous, come let me know. Mm-hmm. And it could be somebody that you know really well. Katie Bell. It could be people that you interact with every day, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if those are the types of conversations I'll be able to have with Ellis. I'll have to navigate it possibly differently with him. Mm-hmm. But the kind of kid that Katie Bell is to date, we have been able to just have these very sort of like, hey, no big deal. This thing might happen. And yeah. we're going to be, these are some things you can do. Right? Yeah. I know. If that's not how I, everybody can do it, it never work. I know. Like, I know. It's just like, it would be. Exactly. There would be so many questions, and yeah. then there would be a thousand false alarms. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Like, it would. Well, do you, you know, know what I mean? Know. It would, like, take over our lives. But that's why I'm saying, I think it goes back to, it's like, however you word it, like you're saying, we're part of this yeah. community. Yeah. Or if I'm more of, we are part of this community, and, you know, you are the Jack Reacher of community. Right? Yeah. Like, it. it it doesn't matter as long as I think I think the core idea is correct that it's our job is to help keep each other safe. I think that's a nice way you put it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, it, you know, you got to one of the things I think we're teaching our kids is listening to their gut mm-hmm. and not dismissing when they come to us with their gut. And I'll, I'll just end on this is like as I was thinking about this topic and I was thinking about that's a bullshit reason to come tell me mm-hmm. some kid. But then I thought. It's a bullshit reason to me. Mm. And while I have a kid who may be looking for the attention of not of, of being rewarded by mm-hmm. letting somebody know, she might also be a kid who thinks that is disturbing if she hears somebody say something to someone mm-hmm. else or they take a pencil or they whatever, right? Yeah. Like, that could be a big deal to her eight-year-old yeah, brain. Totally. I need to, like— ugh. 
Fucking respect that yeah, shit and yeah. be aware that that's part of it too. Yep. Great. Great. Let's hear it for learning every day as individuals <laughs> and parents. Da 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 Max Fun Drive. Guys, before we get into genius and fails, we want to talk about some of the perks of becoming a member. Newer upgrading to One Bad Mother and Max Fun. You get stuff. First, we're going to tell you about some stuff you get as a donor to Max Fun. So if you donate $5 per month to Maximum Fun, Everyone who donates $5 per month to Maximum Fun yes. gets access to years, years of exclusive <laughs> donors-only bonus content. So that means at least one episode per year for all of the past five years from us, yeah. plus all the other Max Fun shows. Yes. This year, <laughs> we recorded an episode all about cake parenting, you guys. Guys, we went deep into the history of cake parenting Teresa perhaps wasn't aware I took it so seriously. Yeah, Biz brought <laughs> Biz brought multiple books to and cite, resources. Yes, yeah, site references too. <laughs> My favorite part of that discussion was Teresa going, "Wait, are we going to actually talk are we about this? Do this? If, if like, this is for real, real? <laughs> we're going to tell people they should be feeding their kids cake all the time." The answer is yes. So, cake parenting bonus episode, but we've got so many back bonus episodes about mom car is one of my favorites. Yeah. What else do you get it? Yeah. What else can you get? So if you donate $10 per month, you become a new or upgrading member at $10 per month. You get a drive-exclusive enamel pin designed by Megan Lincott. Oh, my gosh. There are brand new designs for every Max Fun show, you guys. So we did enamel pins last year, and they were such a crazy hit. We did, like, a crazy <laughs> sale. We raised all this money for the L.A. Food Bank. It was bananas. Yeah. So we brought back the pins this year because it seems like that's what you guys want. But there's a new new One Bad Mother design, and it's so oh, it's awesome. amazing. I mean, you can go to the website. Go to MaximumFun.org and check out pictures of all these gifts but the one bad mother pin has like a trophy on it it says the parenting reward on it <laughs> which is reward it's just yes. I, I i mean it's just so perfect i mean <laughs> she just like gets us so completely no, no. um so definitely get on that you guys do you feel rewarded yet <laughs> <laughs> i will when i get this pin i know um and then at $20 per month, there's the Max Fun Family Cookbook. This oh. is lovingly curated for you by all the Max Fun hosts, including us. It contains dozens of recipes from cocktails to desserts and everything in between. And this is how we got on this cake parenting tip, you guys. Yeah. We, our recipe in the Max Fun Cookbook, this is like one of my favorite things Max Fun has ever put together to give to its uh, members. Uh, you, we have a cake parenting recipe and brief discussion. About the benefits of cake There's parenting. There's even an FAQ. Yeah, there's an FAQ. I mean, come on, you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's so And good. it comes with cookie cutters. So. It does. And I just want to interrupt and say, if you become a upgrading member at that level, you still get everything that's at the $10 level and everything that's at the $5 level. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And if you want to go even higher. Yeah, you do. There is a $35 per month level. So if you're a new or upgrading member at that level, we have a beautiful juice carafe. The $35 per month level has historically been a level for... Drinkware. Drinkware. <laughs> we've done like, I think we've done shot yeah. glasses. We've done like martini glasses. Yep. We've done um, rocks, beer glasses. signs. We've, yep. done, we've done like a lot of different things. This year it's a juice carafe. It's lovely. Um, it holds I've, wine I've and handled juice. it. It's very, <laughs> very handleable. And it has a really nice rocket ship on it. It's not just for juice. No, you could put some wine in it. Could put anything in there, really. Really? Use anything. it as a vase, a, a vase. A vase. So there's all kinds of great gifts, you guys. There's even higher levels with yes. amazing things. Oh. Everything is at MaximumFun.org slash donate. I just want to throw out there a few One Bad Mother specific things we are doing yeah. for the drive this year. This is what you were waiting for. First of all, last year we did this. We're going to bring it back. If you become a $35 and over supporting member, either upgrading or brand new, we will call you. And tell you what a good job you're doing. We'll have a little a little phone call with you. Yeah. We did this last year with three of our amazing donors, and we are ready to do it again. It was really fun. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you can also gift that to somebody. Yes. Like, if you feel like somebody's having a hard time, yeah. you know, you can gift the that, and we are happy to call whoever. Right. And again, all these levels are monthly, so it's a $35 per month or higher, um, and we will give you a call sometime within the weeks after the drive we'll set it up and it'll be great and we also just for fun just to celebrate we released a ringtone the the oh my god that's fucking genius ringtone uh, it is our entire bumper leading into the genius segment which i think ties in nicely to what we're about to do which is our genius fail segment so stick around for that as well as the end of the show where we're going to tell you about a few other one bad mother special projects we're doing for the pledge drive go to maximumfun.org/donate Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I remembered Easter <laughs> hey! this year. Oh, Teresa, yeah. that's a big deal. Do you remember yeah. last year? You forgot Easter so last, last year. year in, in case anybody doesn't remember, I ended up using like old Valentine's Day candy that oh, was yeah. still laying around mm-hmm. and like shoving that into something that I had lying around. I mean, yeah. I really just barely yeah. made it happen yeah. last year. Wow. This year... You know, there was actual Target visit in advance of the holiday Whoa. where I stocked up on items that my children would enjoy. Yeah. Anyways, it was great. Everyone was happy. And by happy, I mean really complainy and whiny and <laughs> loud and had moments of happiness, but mostly just crabby. Celebrating Easter. Aren't you glad you remembered it? Yes. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. I super adulted last week. I went and got the full physical 
top to bottom. Wow. Everything in between. Wow. I then got my teeth cleaned. Uh-huh. The only downside of it was I chose to do all that on the same day. Ooh. But I did it. Good job. I got through it. Wow. Then I passed out at the end of the night. Yeah. Very overdone. All of it. Guys. Good job. I know. Wow. I am a grown woman yeah. who needs to take care of herself. Yes. <laughs> one bad mother i am calling with a genius Uh, my daughter suddenly became randomly terrified of the bathtub and she was screaming and crying and nothing worked you know new toys and other ways of doing bath time and she was just so unhappy and i couldn't take it after six months and i don't know why but one night i just made her look at that bathtub and we yelled at it for like 10 minutes and We repeated over and over that she was not afraid and she was a big girl and she was the boss of that tub. And for the first time in a very long time, she had a fun bath and it was amazing. And thankfully, I haven't had to keep yelling at the bathtub. She's continued to have a wonderful time playing in the bath ever since. So if you need some help, just yell at it. Um, Good luck to everybody. You're doing a wonderful job. Whoa. 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 I know. This is my kind of genius. Yeah, I, I blowing my mind. love the yelling at things. Yeah. I am a big believer. It's sort of, it falls into the whole like monster spray thing or like yelling at stuff to yeah. get them to go away or yeah. to do things. You have really empowered your child. Yeah. I love this. This could totally yeah. help in other areas yes, as well. I agree. Yeah. Oh. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. It's just we're having a tough time with three young children sleeping in a room. They're just, I don't even know what the fail is per se, Mm. except that I thought that I could do it and Mm. handle it. But it's starting to, I mean, there's just so much potential for people waking each other up at all hours. Yeah. And it's becoming very stressful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That is a sympathetic laugh. Yeah. That is a, no, I know. Oh, yeah. Everything just fell off the kitchen counter laugh. Yeah. I worked so hard. Yes. I'm very sorry. Thank you. Okay. This is one of those, like, I, okay. I'm not to set this up for you guys. Hopefully you can relate. Katie Bell 8, Ellis 4. There there are moments in the day where they are both totally self-contained and happy, and I feel like I can go use the bathroom. And I will say to them, guys, I'm stepping away to go use the bathroom. So if you need something, I cannot, I'm not coming in. Don't ask me questions. Don't yell to me. I'm going to the bathroom. And they say, okay. And then I go into the bathroom to use it. And that's when I'll start hearing them, like, yeah. ask things. Like, yeah. ah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, I am in the bathroom. Yeah. Ah, blah, 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 blah. I'm on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I proceed to scream like a complete yeah. lunatic. Yeah. I am on the toilet. Yeah. I never feel good after yelling that. Yeah. And the fail is it's warmed up in California and now all my windows are open. Mm. And I'm thinking how many people must be in your like, neighborhood living next door. Have heard just hear you me scream. Just I'm, I'm on the, the toilet like a like a 
jerk, like a monster, like just some sort of slovenly <laughs> broken monster from my house. I just, just like, and then the kids are always like, oh, we forgot. I'm just yeah, like, ah! my kids just, always forget too. I just yep. sound yep. so broken oh when I God. do it. Yeah. Oh and now God. everyone totally knows. Yeah. She's on the toilet, yeah. kids. We know. <laughs> Anyway, I am <laughs> amazing. Uh, I'm a whole person. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi, this is Teresa. This is Angie calling from Minneapolis with a fail. It just happened. I was about to put my son, his five, into his car seat, and they saw there were a bunch of Cheerios on there. So I just scooped him up to clean it off and instinctively put them in my mouth. <laughs> I didn't even realize what I'd done until I was already chewing. So at that point, I just ate them. I don't know how old they are, what has also been touching them other than my son's butt. But, yeah, um, I, I chewed the Cheerios that were on your car seat. Yep, so that was my fail for the day. And now we're heading into Target, and he's asking me all of these questions about why I did what I did. <laughs> I have the answer to that. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yay, Angie. I love this, Angie. Um, This is the best. Yeah. The best part is her having to answer to him because he apparently witnessed it. Because how many times you've probably been like, look, that's old stuff. The food that the the goldfish and Cheerios in our car. Katie Bell still at eight is like, is this good? Can I still eat this? No, you obviously can't. And then I also love just the instinctual scooping up the yeah. Cheerios out of the seat. Oh, yeah. And the instinctual I just see it. shoving them easily in your mouth. I can see it. I can I easily, easily see, it. see it. It's amazing that doesn't happen all the time. It probably does. Yeah. We just don't get enough calls on it. <laughs> well, you're doing a horrible job as yep. a person in this particular situation. <laughs> Everybody saw what you did. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone I love you I love you Teresa Yes Let's call someone today Hey guys This is very exciting We have the awesome Deb Perlman on. Before we reveal any official bio about her, uh, not that many of you need to know what that might be, we're starting a new fun thing on One Bad Mother. We're asking our guests who have kids to have their kids write their bio. So, Deb, would you please read your bio as per your children? (laughs) Uh, my daughter says my job is, I don't know. I don't know, mommy. <laughs> and my son says my job is cooking for the holidays so dad and you can have parties. And when you're not doing that, being a mom. Yeah. <laughs> the best. And I'm like, what about all that book touring I did? And he's like, well, you do that when you're not being a mom. And I was like, wow, I must be managing this 
really well if he thinks I'm still getting all the momming in while I'm traveling. But yeah, I like that there's like two, you you get to do both things totally yeah. separate. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> but for the few people out there who might not know, Deb Perlman is a self-taught home cook, photographer, and the creator of smittenkitchen.com. She's the author of the New York Times best-selling cookbooks, The Smitten Kitchen Cookbook, and Smitten Kitchen Every Day, which is her latest cookbook. She lives in New York uh, with her family. Welcome, 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 Deb. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Well, before we get in... I'm literally oh. picking up toys while we're talking. I feel like I can share that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm like, perfect. Oh, I'm just going to walk around the apartment. Okay, I stepped on the stuffed animals. So this, this is real life. Oh, yeah. No, my favorite. Um, We've had people call from the inside of a closet. <laughs> so I would have to do that if it was the evening. That's I, right. uh, yeah, I've actually, I've actually had to say no to like evening calls because yeah. my home isn't that big and <laughs> the kids are sleeping and there's nowhere to hide from them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Well, before we get into you solving all of our cooking problems, cause that's, that's what you do, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Tell, tell us who lives in your house. I live in my house, uh, my husband lives in my house, and my daughter, who is two and a half, and my son, who is eight and a half. Oh. And that's it. That's still a lot. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah, funny. I hope. I mean, there might be some creepy crawlies in the wall, but I hope not. It is New York City, though, so let's just <laughs> pretend that they're there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get, I want to get in to Smitten Kitchen, and I really actually want to get into more of Smitten Kitchen now, and I'm just going to start off with, like, this little personal story about I was not a cook at all in my 20s. And then I met my husband, who was not into taco in a box night for some strange reason. I still make him do it, though. And he and I, in uh, our 30s, I actually started, like, cooking and, like, really enjoying it. And I can remember, like, the moment of, like, my confidence going from, like, micromanaging the recipe and the steps to, like, actually cooking stuff. And then... And we used to eat like, oh, I mean, it was like Bon Appetit every week. We were like reading that and like, oh, let's do some weird, crazy, awesome recipe. It was great. And then we had kids. And then I became actually the main cook of the house because of our schedules. And like, it was Bon Appetit, bye-bye. Like, I, it is a nice mixture of, I'm still like super confident in cooking, but the cooking also involves a lot of like, I can confidently open this jar of spaghetti sauce and I can put it confidently on these and I can confidently <laughs> roast a chicken. You know what I mean? But like, good we're, for you. Uh, thank you. That was a big one to get over. Once I learned that, I was like, I'm unstoppable. Except my children don't eat the fucking chicken. So uh, no, I, I mean, went through. No. Why would right. they eat food that you lovingly prepared? Exactly. It's, you know, chicken tender. It's not a chicken tender. So don't talk to me. That's yeah. right. So here, <laughs> uh, but I did this all in the privacy of my own home, and you, on the other hand, have been sharing publicly. You know, cooking for many years, and I'm wondering, we we get to kind of see that transition for you online, and so I, I wondered if you could kind of talk to us about that transition from when it was just you cooking to now you have two kids, and did you were you aware that transition happened right away, or did you fight it? Like you know, yeah, t- take us through that for or you. Or did it have no effect? Or did it have no effect? It could. Oh, There's always an option. There's always an option. Let's go from cooking whatever we want, whenever we want, eating dinner at 10 o'clock to having two kids and notice, like, is anything different? No, nothing's different. (laughs) Um, I definitely fought it, and I'm still fighting it, though. You know, so one of the things is, like, there's this idea, like, you have a kid, you change the way you cook, but it wasn't right away. Yeah. I feel like my son was, like, 
over the age of two before I was like, wow, we really like need to get our dinner act together <laughs> an earlier hour. Because I could just like yeah. make him a little something like here's a piece of chicken, here's right. some broccoli. Okay, you ate your dinner. Bravo. You know, but when I realized I wanted to like merge the foods that we were eating, mm. then it became more complicated. But you know, I kind of got, he was sort of an easier kid overall because he eats food. Yeah. Um, ha, he's one of those. Super into, food eater. Yeah. He's oh, one like of the, yeah. <laughs> the old food eater type yeah. of kid. Yeah. What are those like? And it's, <laughs> yeah. It's really like he, I mean, again, he's still like last night. He's like, I don't like asparagus. You know, I'm like, okay, whatever. You like asparagus, eat it. Um, <laughs> so, well, cause I just don't believe it. Cause I know he's eaten it before. Right. And I just, that's kind of my attitude about a lot of things. Like I do not, because he'll, like, go through, he's in a phase where he'll go through every vegetable that's ever existed, tell me why he doesn't like it. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you're eating it. Um, so, but but because of that, you know, so he's still, like, a kid who would probably rather eat, like, pizza and pasta for dinner every night. But for the most part, he eats most things, the little coaxing. And so that kind of makes it, like, my husband eats everything. I hear about people who have these, like, spouses who are like, oh, I don't want to eat this and I don't want to eat that. And I'm like, that's, that's just like, that would not cut it. You would have to cook for yourself. I'm yeah. only going to, you know. So that's very nice of people who work for their spouses. So anyway, my husband eats, my kids, my son eats. <laughs> so things were pretty good. Mostly, I would just kind of cook the food that I wanted, which worked out for everybody because, you know, everyone's eating it. And then, and then, you know, what happened after that is that we had another kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, those sometimes come along and they're different and it's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So we totally, like, I totally got the child that I deserve. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I had to have one of those children who does not eat. She's like, nah, I had a Cheerio yesterday. I'm good. Like, I yeah. don't need to eat today. And like, all the rules have gone out the window because I'm just like, I I honestly like don't I don't have the energy to get riled up about yeah. what she eats and what she doesn't eat. Right, I don't have good. it in me. Okay, so I she has her moments like she kind of likes salad. So we're like, she likes salad. So she eats salad and five Cheerios for dinner. We're good. But I just, I often am like, cause like she'll stay at the grandparents for the day and they'll be like, she didn't want to eat anything and she didn't want to eat this. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, don't, I don't have the answers. Yeah. Like, sometimes she eats, sometimes she doesn't. She looks healthy. She seems happy. <laughs> yeah. She's learning her numbers. Like, I think we're going to survive this. Like, I don't know what to say. So anyway, it's definitely been adjustment. I definitely, you know, it's totally different having to get like a four-part coordinated meal together at like 6 p.m. or something close to that when yeah. a few people are working versus just cooking whatever you want, <laughs> whenever well, you want. Can um, I ask, and it's been a big adjustment for me. Well, I was going to say, I actually kind of want to ask a little more about the adjustment. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I adjust all over the place uh, in the most difficult of ways. And I, I find a lot of the things that I've had to adjust, you know, a, a more of a struggle than I than I thought it would be, and I I have uh, there are other things I've been able to adjust to right away. I'm not saying that like everything after kids is just like mm-hmm. super struggle, but especially when it's something that you really are passionate about, you know, like how are how are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> no, I mean it's an adjustment. It's overall probably for the best. I find I think that most people are trying to figure out, even if you don't have kids, like most people are trying to figure out what to put on the table. Yeah. 
that constitutes dinner that doesn't take that much time and so but isn't doesn't taste totally compromised right. I feel like that's sort of like the nut of like most of the people who are reading this site you know what I mean obviously we all have like some five ingredient fixes that work and if I find an exceptional one I'll talk to you about it but I don't think that I've ever pretended that like my recipes are all 20 minute like one pot meals or whatever <laughs> but at the same time I think but I just think that we're all we're all kind of struggling with this and I think it's very normal so having that time pressure has probably been really good for me because I'm very very good at like figuring out what's not worth it to me and if it's mm. not worth it to me I mean, yeah. who is it possibly going to be worth it to um, I felt, you know, that's I a good point good though that's a really good point <laughs> and I almost feel like that applies to a million areas of parenting if it's not <laughs> worth it to me for real you know what I mean if this is something that like I'm putting the pressure on myself for you know to accomplish then yeah. everybody's technically fine without that pressure who's the audience yeah who is like, the audience who's the Instagram follower who's gonna like this first yeah exactly um, so, but I'd say it's probably been overall good for the most part. But there's also things like, I don't know, like we have just like an inordinate, it's like a long serve. We have a lot of cheese in our apartment right now that my friends brought over, like fancy cheese. My husband and I would totally probably eat cheese and like a green salad and maybe something like get a baguette or something like that for dinner. And I just cannot make this happen with the kids. Like yeah. some of them are funky, some of them are salty. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? They're still kids. Yeah, I just can't feed them four different types of artisanal cheese. I mean, if you maybe one day, and maybe you have kids you can do that with, and that's awesome. But sometimes I just kind of miss the more off the cuff meals, like yeah. the things that you would eat when you're solo. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't like we just like just random things. Or I often feel like if it's just a soup night, I'm picking up like good bread, throwing in something starchy to kind of like make it a little easier on the kids. And yeah. then of course I'm not going to not eat the cheesy bread toast that I made with a mushroom <laughs> soup. So now I'm eating cheesy bread toast. I don't necessarily need cause I'm not like a growing kid. I'm <laughs> trying not to grow actually. So, <laughs> but aside from those things, it's probably good overall, but definitely I miss the flexibility of cooking, you know, like off a schedule. Yeah, no, it is. It is hard. I find myself a lot of days just being like, no, uh, we are going to do the crazy cheese uh, night and everybody else. Can I have chicken pot pies? <laughs> Who wants it? I think you that's get a, a chicken pot pie. Way to do it. You get a chicken pot pie. We're going to eat <laughs> cheeses and bread and salami. All right. So, sadly, the biggest question that everybody wanted to know was, how do I make everybody eat what I want them to eat? And you've already fully, ooh, you've already <laughs> fully admitted that's not possible and you're not a witch. Um, so, I you mean, can't make it I'm happen. Not, no, I would say, I would say, okay, so I, I was literally telling my son this this you know I'm sure you've ever even said versions of this before I'm like you can't control other people you can control your reactions to them mm -hmm. <laughs> so my first message would be like hey let's just chill a little bit like, because I cannot <laughs> control a two-year-old like we cannot I cannot make her do anything so um <laughs> she's totally in charge of this relationship don't tell her so that's the first part. But the second part is, you know, if you, I, I mean this genuinely, if you don't want your kids to eat box macaroni and cheese, 
don't put it out for them. Now, if it makes your life easier, oh, this is not a judgment thing. I just mean that, like, if you're like, I'm sick of my kids eating X, Y, Z, like, just don't put it out. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, my kids are probably going to have a meltdown over one thing or another anyway, so I just sort of feel like I can handle it over something I choose. But I'm not, I have no problems with anyone doing whatever works. I'm not, like, judgy and, like, you know, I mean, my God, I totally keep tortellini and chicken tenders in the freezer, too. We all just, like, you never know when you're going to need them, and yeah. you'd rather have them before you need them than not have them and find that you did. Right. Um, but so this isn't like a judgy thing. I just mean that like, if you're not happy with what your kids are eating, you can change it. But I also think that, you know, if you're like, why don't my kids like salad? Why is it so frustrating? They don't like salad. Like, okay, so they don't like salad. Let's just try it again next week or make a salad for you and make like lots of just like noises about how good it is. And, you know, too bad they're missing out on it because that drives my kids crazy too. <laughs> um, I'm also a big fan of, you know, for the most part, if I don't cook, I kind of don't really, um, I don't really care what my kids want to eat that much. I care a little bit. I mostly want to cook the food that I want to eat because mm-hmm. I know as soon as I become like a short order cook yeah. or I start cooking only the things that they want, I'm going to hate cooking. Yeah. And that's not going to get us. Then we're going to have nobody cooking. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have no food at all. So I kind of just, for the most part, I'll make adjustments. I'll be like, hey, let me use the sriracha off this, you know, this portion of the potatoes or let me, you know what I mean? I'll make like some adjustments or let me just leave like one piece of chicken with the sauce on the side. Um, But for the most part, I'm just trying to focus on foods that I want to cook and um, just kind of go from there. I'd rather make adjustments than not eat the food that I want to eat. Yeah, no, no, I think that's important. Again, I think that just reflects on like a lot of other things that we do in our lives as parents. You know, like we don't have to sacrifice every single thing that we like or brings us joy within the monotony of what we have to do every day as parents. I also like the point of like, they're probably going to have a meltdown over something anyway. And that actually is true. Like there's nothing worse than like caving to the box macaroni and cheese. And someone has a problem with it that night because you just, it actually makes your brain just shut down. Like, okay, we're done here. Yeah. This is the mac and cheese you wanted. This is the garbage dog. I mean, love you guys. And by the way, I have a pantry full of mac and cheese. Oh yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. But no, no, there is that thing about like yeah. when you finally give into or you finally do the thing that they've been like asking for or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, I don't want that. I'm like, oh my lord. Yeah. Or they're like, I'm bored. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, oh, you're killing I'm me. I'm bored. I don't like this. All right. I'm full. I don't want to eat. So I, that's the, I think that's a big thing. And I think, you know, it's not crazy. I can't even really have to say this to like look out for your own happiness and enjoyment yeah. of the process. And if you're really hating preparing dinner and it's, you're just dreading it. Try to, like, hone in on one part of it that's fixable. Like, maybe you're just not making food you're excited to eat. Or maybe you're tired of your kids complaining. And then try to build in a reward about, like, no complaining dinner. You know, I will totally bribe my kids with dessert sometimes. Yeah. Sorry, nutritionist, oh, yeah. listening to this, but um, <laughs> I will try whatever works because I kind of also believe in my own peace of mind and enjoyment. And I just, um, I used to love cooking and I think it would stink if I started hating it. All right. Well, let's actually shift into something that that kind of relates to. And that is finding joy cooking or at least joy in having your children in the kitchen with you. I know that I had these grand visions of all the stuff my children were going to do with me in the kitchen. And sometimes they totally play out. 
Okay. There are moments where I have a slight victory and then they never want to do it again. The rest of the time, uh, they have zero interest in being in there with me and I'm learning to let go. But I'm wondering, is there like an activity or something that you do that you guys all actually enjoy doing or even like just a tool that you're like, my kids can totally do this and they like it. And look, we're all in the same room. <laughs> My kids like licking spatulas. Yeah. That a thing? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not a thing. Not a cooking activity, yeah. Deb. <laughs> um, I think mean, always ask me, like, you know, it's very, like, you know, hey, do you love cooking with your kids? Is it so much fun? And I think that <laughs> long sigh, pause, um, <laughs> mumbling. I just, so what it is is that. It's my job cooking, right? and I do about as well with the kids next to me while I'm trying to work through a recipe as anybody, like my husband would if somebody was sitting on his cubicle desk and asking for a snack while he was doing some report for his boss. So it's not, it's a job for me, so it doesn't really work to have the kids right there. Weekends, however, evenings, that kind of thing, you know, like let's make biscuits, like let's make pancakes, let's do something fun. That's definitely more enjoyable, but I just think like... You know, okay, so my kids are two and eight, and sometimes they're into it, and sometimes they're not. I don't think this really reflects how much interest they're going to have in cooking later on. I feel like as you get towards, like, middle school and high school, I think you're going to have kids a little bit more interested in, like, specific things that they can learn how to do themselves. And just because your four-year-old, you know, doesn't have, like, the attention span, you know, to, like, help in the kitchen or doesn't ask, I don't doesn't mean that I don't think that they're going to cook later. Yeah, no, I like. I really like the point. You put that, I think we spent a whole show talking about something similar and never said it as eloquently as, yeah. this is my job, oh. and it's really hard to do it with a kid asking me for a snack the whole time just as much as it is for, you know, my partner <laughs> with whatever they're doing as a job. Yeah. I just was like, oh, that's profoundly accurate. That sums <laughs> up my feelings all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, for, for years I felt bad. I'm like, no, I don't really love cooking with my kids. I'm like, wait, that's not actually true. It's just that, yeah, this is the work that I do. This yeah. is like, and it's like a pretty cool, and I am at home, which is why my kids think my job is being a mom and cooking for them. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's definitely a job. And, um, you know, we, we, my husband and I, we've, it's always, we've always treated it like a job. We yeah. Childcare, like. I work nine to five, and if something comes up between nine and five, we try to divide it equally between us, even on the one at home. Obviously, this is not going to be a perfect system right. because I work from home, <laughs> but, you know, we, and I think that's part of the reason it works. And so I try to, you know, I think of the same way with kids. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, mom's working on the soup recipe today. Oh, look, she's a two-year-old on the counter. Why is the soup recipe not working out, yeah. the, you know, the way she thought it would? Because um, <laughs> there's love, boogers I in like the soup the- now. I can't put boogers in there. That's right. Why did I add a cup of salt to the cake instead of a cup of sugar? Like, it's just... um... Right. No, exactly. I just think that's so genius. I think it's genius. I I just think... Thank you. Yeah, good job. Deb, thank you so much for joining us. This has not only been a delight, you've dropped about 20 bombs of, like, truth on us here in the the booth. I appreciate that. Um, We're going to make sure that everyone is linked up to your website, smittenkitchen.com, where they can find your cookbooks and recipes and basically a general sense of joy all the time. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Brainwaves send a message, pick up the phone. When you are 
Sam. Deb Perlman yeah. is a cook of not only amazing food, but some good ideas. Can we just reiterate yeah. for a minute something that just happened? Yeah. So, like, that whole episode from, like, a few months ago yeah. where we talked about, like, how hard it is to get constantly interrupted by yes. kids when we're, like, cooking at yes. home or trying to do something at home. So, yeah, we wouldn't take, like, you. it's really hard. It's commonly accepted that it's really hard to bring a kid with you to work. Yes. It is, like, literally the same thing. But if we don't consider what we're doing yeah. work, work, yeah, then, then we'll never right. allow ourselves. Then all we do is go, like, why is this so hard? Why yeah. I keep getting interrupted. I should do a better job of being patient, yeah. listening, and parenting yeah. at the same time that I'm doing all this work. work. Boom! <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's as if doing this show for five years is actually yeah. opening some insights for me. Yeah. It is I know. Now, technically, Deb Perlman, yeah. it is her J- like literally. Job. It's a different thing for her, but it's the same uh, rule. thing. Same, same rule, rule applies. Same I, thing. I, I, and, and just in general, having you and the people in your life who are your support and yeah. who are like your village, yeah. be all treat each other that way and have that discussion. Yeah. This is my work. Yeah. I would like to not have yeah. a child here yeah. interrupting me. Trying to get part. work done. Yeah, trying to get work done. I love it. Yes. Golly, I enjoyed that. Do you know what I also will enjoy? What? Listening to a mom have a breakdown. Oh, yeah, me too. Hey, ladies. I'm probably leaving a rant because I know it's not a genius. But in reality, I just need to tell somebody about how bad of a mom I feel like. My daughter, she is four and a half now, and she has... Uh, it's called withholding. It's when you decide you don't want to poop in the potty and you let it get stuck in you and you scream and you cry and you carry on for days and days and you can't be comforted and uh, it's horrible. And I just, my heart breaks. I want to help her, but I can't help her. I can't make her do it. I can't do it for her. I wish I could. And she wants me to Hold her, but I can only take so much of the body invasion because it's not like it's soft little cuddles because she's uncomfortable. So she's kicking and moving and jabbing and poking and trying to get comfortable. And I can only take so many days of it. And usually I need to have the tenacity for like four days. So by the end, I'm just telling her, I don't want to be like that. I know it hurts. And I know she doesn't know what to do. And I don't know what to do. And I can't make it better. And we just hold up in our house till it comes out. And then it's literally bliss for a week. Because it turns out you can hold that long. And I don't know. We go to the doctors. They prescribe the same medication. Everybody has the same answer. Everybody has the same advice. It will get, we'll get through this. It will pass. Don't worry. Kids go through things. Keep giving more and more Miralax and X-Lax and all of this stuff. And... It's all, but it's all the same answer. It's been the same answer since she's been like 18 months old. Here we are at four and a half. And the last time I saw the doctor was a totally different doctor. And she looked at me and she was like, it's okay. Mine's eight. And I was like, eight, eight. I thought we'd be done at three. I thought once I could talk to her and figure it out and communicate, then we would be done. Eight, eight. Anyways, I don't know. It's, it's, Thanks for listening. Um, You guys are doing a great job, and 
Wow. I know. Um, start off with saying you're doing an amazing job. Yes, you are. This I can relate to this so much, and I'm sure you have got an like a force, <laughs> like a moving force of parents out there who just heard you, who have your back and 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 can relate. You aren't you're not alone in this feeling of and you didn't use this word, but I, this is the word that I use when I like when I identify with what you're going through, and just that like helplessness of not being able to fix this problem mm-hmm. for your child, and knowing that this is a difficult thing that they're going through, and knowing outside of the things that you have done, and you've done a really good job. You you're doing all the right things, but it doesn't mean we can still fix the the core mm-hmm. issue, and how awful that feels Mm -hmm. it feels awful and and when you're and like look it she talks about good days and good weeks Mm -hmm. like but I want to apply that to your experience in this where I am sure that there are moments where you were like we're doing it we're getting through this we're we're doing all the right steps and then it can hit you like a ton of bricks the emotional weight of if it just not Going away. Going like not away. Getting better. Yeah. And and I I just don't think that we talk about that in preparing people for parenthood. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so it can catch you so off guard. Mm-hmm. And like it can come out in sleep things or eating things or, you know, medicine things or medical things. And like I, I, I can no longer count the times that I have felt completely overwhelmed with sorrow that I can't do anything. Mm. And and even though I know it's and like you said, you know, all these things are going to happen mm-hmm. and it will eventually like all the things that people are saying are there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're not helping with this moment, which is the moment of your need to unload emotionally what you're carrying regarding this. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a really remarkable job, and you are not a bad parent. No. I mean, no, I, I mean, th- it almost feels absurd to say that. I mean, you're that's the you're sorrow doing talking. Such a yeah. good job. That's the frustration and sorrow talking. Yeah. And I get it. We have all. I get it. I yeah. get that feeling of I must be the worst parent because my kid's X or Y yeah, and or also Z. and also the feeling that you must be the worst because like it because you're hating that. Yeah, you're like, hating it. Yeah, yeah. Because like I know that like when I feel like I'm doing the worst job, it's like when I'm have when I'm like hating something. Yeah, and then I feel so bad that I hate, hate it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's all it's like yeah. the burrito of horrible reactions to something all put together and you get to sit in that burrito and it's the fucking worst and i am i'm really sorry that you guys are dealing with this yeah me too but you really are a remarkable parent yes you are you're doing a good job Teresa. yes what did we learn today we learned that deb perlman is a fountain of wisdom yep and has suggestions for things you can make 
You can decide which order that should go in for you. Yeah. <laughs> We've also learned that tattling, again, it's that negative word mm-hmm. that we like carry with us generation after generation to describe something our kids are going through. Mm-hmm. And so we react negatively when we see it happening. But the truth is, damn it, it's just another thing we've got to help navigate. Yep. It's, it's this, it really is. They haven't figured something out yet. I know. Yeah. And it's our job to help them. Yeah. I've got to go eat taco in a box. <laughs> so I have time to help my children figure this out. By the way, uh, Stefan married to me has, it, it wasn't in our vows, but it basically was there that, uh, yeah, every couple of months, get ready for taco in a box night. I don't even know what that is, that's but like it that. sounds it's amazing. Like the, it's, it's like is it the, the shells? Box. Yeah, it's like the box. It comes with like a like a mix uh-huh. and like shells. Uh-huh. And then you get some ground beef and you dump it all together. Sounds and you're like, great. taco in a box night. Sounds it's awesome. the best. It is. <laughs> In my neighborhood, we just go down to the corner well, you and live in, buy like, a taco for $1.50. Yeah. I grew up in the South. Right. Were, no, I, I know, never I had a soft taco until I was like 30. I know. I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a taco. It's nothing come out of a box. <laughs> All right. So we learned that, there, that there's a lot of work we have to do as parents. Yeah. And we also learned that it is Max Fun Drive. And this is where we're going to wrap the show up sharing a little additional insight into what One Bed Mother is doing special this year for the Max Fun Drive. Uh, first, I'm going to remind you that One Bed Mother is a listener-supported show. We are able to come in here and create this show every week because of your support. And so we want to say thank you because, uh, you know, five years ago— it was very easy to be like, this will just be a little thing that we'll do. Ha ha, mm-hmm. fun. And now this is a really full-time job. This is job. like a big thing that we do. a big thing. Yeah. And I mean, Teresa and I, like we, I don't think, we come in every week. We treat this as seriously as any other job that we've had. Kids are sick. We scramble. We figure out a way so we can get in here and make it work. We work pre-post children being around us. It is... You know, we're, we want this show to keep happening mm-hmm. because of moments like this where we suddenly have these realizations that, oh, my God, that thing we talked about before <laughs> is actually a thing. And I don't think I would be the parent that I am if I wasn't coming in here every week and hashing this out with Teresa, who I am so thankful uh, does this every week with me and, and does it differently than me. I really appreciate that. And so I appreciate that you guys continue to support us. And as a result, here's some fun things that we're going to do. One, as you know, there's a ringtone that's out there in the universe now. Be careful. It has a swear word. It is. All, there will be swears. Yeah. I, I, there's no version of it I can make that doesn't have a swear in it. Maybe it should be like when the school calls. <laughs> you could set it to like when the school yes, calls because that don't means call a lot. They, they, and yeah. they only call when your kid's probably at school, right? That's right, right. Yeah. Well, mine calls every Sunday night. Oh. Remember, school. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. But you should pick, like, maybe it's for something very specific. Yeah. Anyway, that's fun. <laughs> you, you Let us know. Let us know who you set yeah. that ringtone yeah. for. Yeah. Hashtag Max Fun Drive. One bad mother. Okay. If you are oh. a new or upgrading member at the $35 a month or higher, we will call you on the phone 
at some time that we arrange <laughs> together so that we can all be there talking on the phone together. <laughs> and we will ask you who lives in your house and we'll have a nice little chat and you can tell us what's going on. And whatever it is, we will relieve you of whatever guilt you're having and we will tell you you're doing a great job. This is amazing. Also, here's the big one. We, uh, thanks to a listener who had uh, some extra one bed mother merit badges and to the uncovering of two additional sets of merit badges we did not realize we had buried deep in the MaxFun headquarters, we are going to, at the end of the drive, any new or upgrading members, we're going to pick from you guys the best, your best social media reason, displayed reason, as to why you are a supporting member of One Bad Mother. So you can do that on Twitter, making sure you tag at One Bad Mothers, as well as the hashtag MaxFunDrive. Also, you can do it on our private Facebook group or our public page. Let us know why you're a supporter. And again, if you're a new and upgrading member, uh, at the end of the drive, we're going to pick the uh, the the top two, our first and second place, will get the deluxe badge set. That's all the, the badges, full set, plus everything, everything, plus the pennant that says "Did it." <laughs> the best. <laughs> Forgot all about that. Uh, and if you are our third and fourth place winner, you get the advanced set of badges, plus a pennant that says "Did it." Guys, guys, please remember in these posts to also, in addition to tagging us so that we see it, yeah. please remember to link MaximumFun.org slash donate. Correct. That really increases the effectiveness of these posts during the drive, and we're really counting on your support in this way. So make sure that you know you tell us why you're a member, why you're a newer upgrading member, and make sure that you tag us, and make sure that you provide that link, MaximumFun.org slash donate. Thank you guys so much for your support. And let's get out there. You know me. I'm a little ego driven. I like to see the love as that the Max Fun community sees the one bad mother love as part of the whole community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like people to be like, oh no, no, no. We love the one bad mother. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is like the two two weeks out of the year I need my ego stroked. Yeah. Let's, uh, on let's social do it, media. Guys. So I really want to see some tweets and some postings encouraging people to become members because if you're already a member, you know how awesome it feels to support uh, the shows that you love. You are helping us create this. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. You guys are doing an awesome job. You really are. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. 
One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not blow down Mama's room. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not blow down Mama's room. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.